0: Another episode of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And we are bringing you a new case today, courtesy of Sydney. In this case you ah uh, you picked is quite a doozy. Back on the doozy. You know, I listen to another podcast that I really like. And they are a huge podcast. And I realized the other day that they say doozy in every episode. So I'm just going to go with it. I feel like
1: the, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. But the few that I do, they always say the same like catchphrases too. So, yeah, I feel like it's
0: just like our phrase. What a doozy. I think it's,
1: I think it's fine. <laughs> I also feel like if we don't say it, it just isn't right.
0: I agree. I like, like it. Just, I'm just going to keep it.
1: I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. It's like it didn't even happen if we didn't say it.
0: That is very true. (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't have anything fun and exciting before we get started, so I guess I'll just let you dive right into it. Sounds good to me.
1: In 1990, Chad Maurer was 19 years old and living and working in Madison, Wisconsin. He was working at a bicycle store and was trying to save money to move to Colorado for college and snowboarding, which was a sport that he had loved and was an avid snow snowboarder. On May nineteenth, 1990, Chad had lunch at his parents' house at home and then had headed off to work. His parents didn't feel like there was anything off or weird with Chad that day. His mom had even said, quote, He was just so excited about the job and had had a big smile on his face as usual. But despite Chad seeming fine that day, he had never showed up to a scheduled shift. Chad's drive to work shouldn't have taken more than 10 minutes. Over an hour and a half later after he had left his left his parents house to head to work, his parents had ran to a a store in town which was only a few stores away from the bike store he had worked at. They hadn't seen their son's car in the lot, so they went inside. The store was busy, and the owner had no clue where Chad was. Basically, his mom had kind of an uneasy, uneasy feeling about where, why her son hadn't showed up to work that day. He had these plans of like saving all this money and moving out of state, but she kind of assumed that he was just going to come home the next day. The next day when he still had not returned home, she started to call his friends, none of which had seen Chad since prior to his disappearance, so they filed a missing person's report. On May 21st, 1990, two days after Chad had not showed up for work, a maintenance worker in Chicago found the vehicle that Chad had, that Chad had typically drove inside a garage at a housing complex on the south side of chicago this was about three hours away from where chad had lived chad was found dead in the driver's seat the ignition was engaged the battery dead and the gas meter the gas meter showed empty there was fingerprints smeared with blood on the window little shady that you show up dead three hours from where you were where you live um and, yeah, the, and the scene that was
0: they came across
1: basically I was
0: gonna say I didn't even see when I was like doing a mature research I didn't even see like the blood on the bloody fingerprints on the window so that just like adds to it for me because it's already like really fucked up it's like how did a- you I'm j- just to like go over what you were just talking about I'm reading it all and I'm like okay normal day at work Come home for lunch, go back to work, but like you never go back to work and you're just gone for days. And you're nineteen and, and then you will show up three hours away from your house. It's just like weird. weird. Yeah, because like when he was leaving, like there were no signs that he like anything would have been happening. You know what I mean? It was just a typical day. There's nothing yeah. weird, nothing off. The medical examiner
1: had ruled that Chad's death was a suicide, and the cause of death being carbon monoxide poisoning. When Chad's parents had come to see his body, though, they had noticed that Chad's knuckles were skinned down to the bone, and he had bruising on his face. It had made no sense to them that their son would drive 150 miles to commit suicide, and that's, I mean, basically what they were thinking in their heads is... If he was going to commit suicide, he could have just did it here. Why would you drive so far away for all of this? Like, and literally. There was, there's also just, like, these unanswered questions, like, the bruising, there's blood on the window, which kind of just got rubbed off. And if his knuckles are skinned down to the bone, like, was he putting up a fight? Was there something else that had happened?
0: I just felt like a laugh, like a lot more questions than, like, answers, and I guess, like, I don't know if I'm stealing the thunder of what you'll say later, but, like, it just is very bizarre.
1: Yes, it's very, it's very bizarre. Also, I mean, this, a lot of this investigation was taking place, like, in the Chicago area. Um, Their police department, they deal with a lot of, like, murders and stuff, so I'm not sure if they were just, like, shrugging it off like a lot of their cases remain unsolved so just like whatever like this is it's a suicide it is what it is we're just gonna keep it like that and they didn't look into like a lot of the other things like yeah were kind of
0: red flags that his parents are kind of discovering
1: but they just kind of wanted to more or less close the case I guess you could say
0: yeah yeah I definitely agree after asking the police or after
1: After seeing Chad's body, they had asked police to see the clothes that Chad had been wearing that day. They were further convinced that Chad's death had not been a suicide, since his shirt that he had been wearing also contained blood, blood stains. So basically, if they're ruling this death as a suicide, um, by carbon monoxide poisoning, it didn't make sense to them that there was blood in the vehicle and blood stains on his shirt, unless something else more sinister might have happened yeah agreed (laughs) a detective from dane county where chad was from also kind of started to study the police report and photos um that were received from the chicago investigation in one of the photos there was a jacket that was laying on the seat next to chad it was reported that the jacket did not belong to chad because he did not own one like it And his parents had even said that when he had come home for lunch that day, he did not leave with a jacket. They said it was a cold day, but it wasn't cold enough for a jacket or a cooler day, but it wasn't cool enough for a jacket. And it was almost as if Chad had made a point to say, like, I'm not bringing a jacket with me. I'll survive and kind of walked out the door. So they remembered that moment and were curious as to why there would have been a jacket in the vehicle. When his So the, when the investigator had asked about the jacket, the Chicago police had said that they no longer had the jacket because when the car had been towed, the vehicle was not secured. So basically either one of the windows, I was kind of confused on this. It was either that one of the windows was down or one of the windows was broken out and that jacket was taken from the scene and the police just kind of shrugged that off like
0: yeah it happened which is so weird like how do you how do you let that happen I don't know that's kind of what I was saying too I feel like that's like the
1: biggest like I don't know police 101 like secure the scene like if if there's something like that where an object or an item could get taken from the scene you'd think that they'd almost keep like an officer or like someone from the department there to kind
0: of, like, get away, you can't take anything, like. Cindy, I think you just said it best, police 101 <laughs> secure the scene, <laughs> secure and how many scene. times, like, even just cases we've covered where, like, if the scene was secured or, like, not contaminated and treated properly, that it might have, let, like, led to solving the case or, quicker um answers we'll say
1: yes and this was definitely like a big item for them you know there wasn't any um dna or anything really found at the scene and one of the things that they saw was this jacket like that probably would have had dna on it. it definitely wasn't chad's and as soon as they go to get the jacket and like well, let's test this or see if we can locate it to someone it's gone nothing the one piece I will- they had
0: I will say I did read a little tidbit of information that the neighborhood he was found in was considered the most dangerous in Chicago. Uh, oh, that yeah, so Well, yeah, and, like, that neighborhood specifically, like, had the highest rate of homicides. I think it said, like, 148 okay. um, and or something like that. I didn't write it down specifically, but it was A large number in just that one neighborhood so I guess like on the other hand I can understand somewhat being like overworked and overwhelmed but like I don't it's also like if I just because we're busy at work if I half-ass my job and I cause a bunch of errors I'm gonna get fired But
1: that is something like even to this day, like if you look up, you know, some of the cases that take place in Chicago, that they're like kind of known for just like closing cases like they don't want to deal with it. Like there's so many rates of homicide and like there's so many people um, that kind of just get away with stuff, you know, not saying murder is just like a pat on the back, but like a lot of people there like the jails are so full, like they're going to let them out or just like close it or like leave stuff unsolved because they don't have the time to deal with it. There's already seven more cases on their desk.
0: So I just wanted to include that because I do think it like adds a little perspective in this instance. But like also unfortunate for Chad's family because I think it just like they really dropped the ball.
1: Yes. And it's also interesting to think too like this could have been something that if it hadn't taken place, I guess, in Chicago, if it had happened you know in Wisconsin, um it might have been handled differently to a certain extent.
0: yeah, I was gonna say I definitely saw that a lot of things were being questioned when, what is it, the Dane County Sheriff's Office got involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was- um in Madison.
1: Yep, I definitely agree with that.
0: And so they were, like, double-checking Chicago police, like, investigation. And they were ones that, like, really started noticing. Like, the jacket, for example. Like, they had asked for it, too. And they were like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> ha ha ha. Nothing we could do about that.
1: But that wasn't the end of the case. Um, Chad's case had appeared on Unsolved Mysteries in 1991. And one tip that was called in from the Unsolved Mysteries case had said that Chad was involved in a drug deal that had took place in the caller's apartment complex and that the individuals that were involved basically had recently moved to the South Side. But then nothing ever happened with that, and it was like an anonymous tip. A friend of Chad's had also reported that Chad had been paid twice in 1989 for transporting a drug dealer to Chicago, which... Might kind of go along with that theme there of being involved in that. And in 1991, Chad's death had changed from suicide to undetermined. One reason being that it was said he had 24 scars or 24 marks that were found on his body. The autopsy also showed that the levels of carbon monoxide were much higher than the typical suicide. And had suggested that he had been placed in the vehicle while he was unconscious, which would make sense as for the blood stains, the blood on the window, um, if he'd been knocked unconscious and then just stuck in the car, for that to be like his final ending.
0: Okay, and I have a little tidbit to add to this because at first I read that and I was like, well, like, how do you really know that? Like, like, does it make a difference if you are conscious or not you know what I mean yeah so um it, it's said that like multiple articles reference this but apparently people who die of carbon monoxide poisoning their levels are usually at 50 to 60 percent and mm-hmm. Chaz is at like 74 percent usually the higher levels are when someone's unconscious or sleeping and it's because they when we're like passed out we're generally taking like deeper and more even keeled breaths, and then I was like, "Oh, that makes so much more sense." I just had to share because I learned a lot about that and was like really obsessed with that.
1: Yeah, basically, you're like already unconscious. Like everything yeah. that you're taking is completely different than if you. Because I, I guess the best way in my head I'm imagining it is if you're awake and it's happening, you're gonna be kind of like frantic or like choking on it almost and like that it's gonna yeah put you out sooner but that yeah, is a very I just, interesting point. i
0: thought it was really interesting i learned some science in this case so i just had to share with the world <laughs> in
1: 1995 a woman had called the mowers saying that she knew who killed their son but had refused to come forward And another person around the same time was a man in the Dane County Jail had said that he had heard someone bragging about the killings, but refused to to testify to that account. And from my understanding, the name was never released of that individual either because he had feared for his life. It was said from Chad's mother on multiple occasions that there was three suspects that specifically kept popping up. Um, who had recently moved to Madison from the Chicago area, but there had never been enough evidence to charge them for the scenario. So,
0: I guess, what do we think happened to Chad? Okay, so, the only, like, real theory I kept finding that police and the family and everyone keeps coming back to you is that potentially he was like associated somehow with this drug pipeline from Chicago to Madison or Madison, Milwaukee area. Um, I thought it was really interesting because like I was taking all these notes and I was like, you know, there really wasn't any evidence. And a lot of interviews, Chad's mom claimed like, oh yeah, well he did smoke too much pot, but like That wasn't really evidence, you know what I mean? I guess it was different in the early 90s, but I was it was just really interesting to me because I don't know. Like, I just felt like I was missing a piece of the puzzle. So, I guess, like, for me, the whole
1: drug deal scenario made sense because one of the things that I feel like they kept saying in the beginning was that, or, like, at the beginning of Chad's story... Um, when they kind of explain him is he was trying to work to save money to move out of state. So it was almost like if you're trying to get money fast, like you're going to work, but it would make sense to do like some of these transportings, whether it's a drug dealer or drugs themselves and like transporting make quick cash. You can move out sooner. Like, I feel like that kind of made sense. And then if anything, it's just a drug deal gone bad. Those happen all the time, I
0: feel like. Yeah, I was just more confused as to, like, how he got there in the middle of the day, like, when he was supposed to be at work. So, like, it made me feel like something happened. One. Someone took his car. Yeah, or, like, something just, like, set it off. Um, And two, I do find it, like, really interesting that, like, none of his friends were ever like, hey – yeah, we kind of know something, or, hey, hey, we could direct you into this direction. Um, I mean, like, even when I was, like, partying and, go, like, a little wild as a kid, like, I just think of, like, even maybe if it wasn't my direct friends my parents would have contacted, those direct friends would have been, like, hey, they've been, like, Peyton's been hanging out with these people, like, contact these people. And then those people, if I was, it was associated with them, like, they could have pointed in the direction from there. I really only saw, like, a couple friends coming forward about things. Yeah. I didn't really only, know like, anything. And I the, just, like, how did he get involved in that type of world then if he didn't have connections to it? Well, the one
1: friend had come forward, I guess, like, with him transporting someone. But if he was more connected with that than connected to... Uh, telling his friends about it I feel like it would make sense like yeah halfway checked out like he already had his mind made up or was already too involved with these people yeah it also seemed like his biggest thing was working like his friends hadn't seen him in a couple days and it seemed like that was normal they weren't like oh yeah no we haven't you know that's weird we haven't heard from him they're just kind of like yeah we saw him a few days ago but he's been working then it kind of seemed like that was like a normal thing for him
0: yeah, it makes yeah. sense, and I did see, like, one of the tips that, like, really fueled it um, about those people that had moved mm-hmm. was because, like, and that kind of was, like, a huge um, push into this theory even more because, like you said, he was saving up and that if he was under the impression, like, if he would have made, like, $500 from one of these trips – he was trying to save up a few thousand so yeah. that's getting you there a lot faster definitely
1: so yeah. some quick cash
0: i also included um you know like after almost 30 year it is almost 30 years now uh his parents dolly and john are like so fighting for answers for chad and like are so devoted They've, like, written campaign letters. They've done countless interviews. They're constantly harassing the police department when they weren't hearing back. They've done, like, their own investigation, hired private detectives, reached out for additional autopsies. Like, they did everything. And so, like, it is sad when you see these cases where, like, you just don't have an answer. And these poor parents for this long have really been fighting for that.
1: They definitely have. I did see, too, that, um, which, I mean, this could be completely unrelated, but I thought it was an interesting tidbit because their child has gone missing and they don't have any idea of how all this really transpired. But, um, they, the parents had gotten divorced in, like, 2009 or 2010, but they're still fighting for all of these answers. But it could have been something, like, that led to the end of that, too, like, to the end of their relationship, like, trying to figure out what the hell happened to their child. Which sucks.
0: Well, and unfortunately, I think it's pretty common in, like, super traumatic situations where you lose children like that. Yeah. That it can cause the end of marriages, unfortunately.
1: Turns into, like, a lame game almost.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's, like, the only plausible theory that there really is. So I do think that there might be a link to that. Unfortunately, I'll, I know we talked about this last week, too. I don't know if this will be one that we'll, like, ever really get an answer on. Yeah, especially, like, being so botched from the beginning. Like, if
1: there would have been, and I mean, there's so many millions of thousands of cases out there like that, like, where if things would have taken place differently, there might have been some sort of evidence, a jacket that they could take photos of and send out and be like, have you seen anyone with this? You know, different Yeah. Things of that nature that now, unfortunately, aren't there. Um, there's a handful no. of theories out there of what they think happened to them. And I feel like this is the only one that made logical sense in my head.
0: Same. There was one about, like, like... Nope, sorry. Go, no, go, I was going to say the only thing that I could think of is, like, maybe, like, the fingerprints or something. If they were gone back and ran through the system again at some point in time. But, like, it doesn't even sound like they might have even lifted, like, fingerprints from the scene. No, um, and I know that, like, the the bloody fingerprints, like, nothing ever happened with those. Yeah, um, and that definitely seems like, unfortunately, and this isn't me saying that to, like, make assumptions, but if I this crime happened in a certain neighborhood that does have a high rate of crime. If someone who committed that crime is living in that neighborhood, odds are just statistically speaking, they are going to continue or at least go on to commit other crimes and eventually might've been caught for something else, whether it was something as extreme as like a murder or homicide or whatever. That's true. So that's like my whole, thinking really is like it potentially could have been solved if they did even lift like fingerprints and stuff like that even if it was 20 30 years later and someone was convicted and they reran the uh the fingerprints through the system so
1: and even like the, the the guy that was in the county jail in like the madison area like
0: he was like bragging
1: about the crime in jail If they could have linked the two together with, you know,
0: DNA evidence, that would have been, like, the perfect... Yeah, a big, like, seal the deal kind of thing. Yeah, but without the evidence, you can't really do a whole lot. So, now we're back to square
1: one. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of conflicting feelings. (laughs) A lot of conflicting
1: feelings. There was definitely, like, a handful of things, so... Like the other theories, there was like one on there that said like uh, he was going to the city for gay sex, and I was like, I mean, I guess, but like, where are you coming up with this idea from? Like, what? I don't. I just also like in, like if you you're in there?
0: Madison area, isn't it easier and closer to go to Milwaukee? Yeah, it's like
1: an hour from Milwaukee.
0: And it, wasn't it at that time Milwaukee had like that huge red light district area?
1: Yeah, because so, that would have
0: been around... where Dahmer the, was hanging out. Yeah, that would have been around the Dahmer times. So, like, so, I'm yeah, confused. <laughs>
1: that's, that's true. Unless, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. There was, a, there was a few that, like, just didn't make sense. Even, like, for it to be... There's always a the chance of things being, like, just a complete random attack. But, like, I feel like there was too many weird coincidences, almost. Like, he needed money. Yeah. He had done this transportation previously, like why? How'd you end up in Chicago and just have a random attack in the middle of your work shift? Yeah, no, I agree. Crazy stuff, guys, crazy stuff.
0: Did you mention um the best part about this case? <laughs> the fun fact being what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's not, like, that there's, like, a best part about the case. I should have worded that better. I was just going to say that it was featured on Unsolved Mysteries, like, the OG Mysteries back in 91. Yeah, I did say that, (laughs) because that's
1: how, like, the first tip came in.
0: Yeah, so I I put that in the fun facts, because I was like, you know, we love a good Unsolved Mysteries case.
1: Yeah, that was, like, there wasn't really any, um, like, tipsters on this until it was featured in 1991 on unsolved mysteries besides like their his friends and the information that they were getting from um the investigators.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Rather interesting Well I don't have any other things to point out. I do not either at this uh given moment. You got some jokes and facts for us people? I do. What do you want to hear first? I know I've been going with, like, facts first lately, but I think I want to keep that trend up. I like to end on the jokes, I think.
1: That's fine. Um, fact. Astronauts prefer burritos over sandwiches because there's no crumbs floating around afterwards. (laughs) Which I did. I was questioning this. I was like, wait, is that really a thing? Because, like, couldn't you still have, like, crumbs? But then I was like, I guess it does make sense because, like, the crumbs you would have are from, like, more, like, tangible objects. Like, you know, if your lettuce falls out. But I don't think they're, like, putting all these condiments in there either. It sounded like it was just, like, a bean burrito. So it's, like, a more compact. Yeah, than, like, a bunch of little crumbs. Honestly, from your it bread. would make
0: sense and it'd be, like, easier to hold, too. It's true, too. That is true. You can hold a burrito one-handed. Sometimes you can't do the same with the sandwich. Depends on your sandwich, I guess. Yeah. I like that
1: fact. <laughs> interesting. Anything anything that's uh, just knowledge that I don't need, I find very interesting.
0: Same. I'm very <laughs> appreciative for it.
1: <laughs> All right. Hit me with the joke. What do you call a cat in a blanket?
0: I think I know the answer. What is it? A Pareto. <laughs> oh my God. I did know the answer. <laughs> um. Okay. So for our family, like Christmas party, we do a white elephant gift. Okay. And so for my gift to the party or for like the party, I bought one of those burrito blankets.
1: Jesus.
0: Uh, I also did it for like my friend's giving that we okay. went to. So, like Lauren, I think, won the burrito blanket and it was such a hit. I was like, I need to order a second one for the family one. It's just easy and like everyone loves it. <laughs> no one's so really funny. mad if you get it. So, I was like, oh, I should get one. My dad's fiance got it, which is like the perfect person to get it besides me. True. And that's what we kept joking because she wrapped their cat in it. And she was like, he's a burrito. Burrito. So uh, that's why I started laughing because I was like, I think I know this.
1: (laughs) I love it. That's great.
0: Real life can relate. This is like my real life <laughs> stories. I have text messages saying, "Oh, look at that cute burrito." <laughs>
1: Jesus, I am embarrassed.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm not. I have <laughs> seen those beer. those people with um. There's somebody on, like, my Facebook, I think, and she has one of those blankets, and she has, like, a little kid, and she always wraps the baby in the blanket, and they'll be <laughs> like, it's a baby burrito. and I'm like, okay, I got it the first
0: time, why do you keep saying this? <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, looking online the other day, and I saw that they have, like, sushi ones, Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I think every year I'm just gonna <laughs> buy another blanket. Just get a different <laughs>
1: one. That would be funny, though. It just Somebody will have a whole collection of food blankets.
0: Literally. <laughs> Every And both times, I'm like, I kept telling Jacob, I was like, I'm going to open my own gift. I want my own gift. I want to go home with that. <laughs> I've
1: done that a few so, times at uh, White Elephants where I'm like, I don't trust <laughs> any of you people. Let me just get whatever I brought.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> at least I know I'm funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Literally same. Well, I guess, folks, you can find us on Facebook tacos and Tequilia podcast on instagram it's just tacos and tequillia we also have a website tacos and dot com. that is 100 percent fully up to date <laughs> sorry about make, the delay
1: making moves Peyton making moves look at you falling through yeah
0: I got it caught up this weekend. I posted a new blog post and that's an air quotes. It's just like giving everyone updates. And I promise I'm not a big like new year's resolution, new year, new me kind of person. Uh, But I, I do promise moving forward throughout the year, (laughs) I will be more on top of it. So I apologize, but you can find links to all our episodes um information our sources are on there and there's also a sheet or a page on there where you have our contact information so you can shoot us an email for any questions comments or suggestions yes you can also like send us messages i think can they send us messages on facebook i've been trying to figure that out i I don't think think so on facebook
1: you, you can definitely do it on instagram i think they can do it on facebook though too
0: I'm not sure I've never gotten a Facebook message from I haven't either Facebook page. I haven't either, but it's like the way
1: I'll talk to you about this after. yeah, I'm pretty sure okay. they can. There's like a <laughs> section on there where it makes it seem like you can send a message, but I don't think I can because we're like on there. But okay we'll
0: t- we'll test this later with a third party then,
1: y- yeah. Okay. But definitely on Instagram <laughs> otherwise um if you're listening you should write a review and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts and you can do that on Spotify now as well.
0: Facts and last I checked we do have five stars on Spotify folks. So Ooh. that was exciting. That's very exciting. I don't think I saw any new episodes or new
1: no reviews on apple podcast i but haven't seen any i check every couple of days i think we're still at the same amount
0: five star reviews are greatly appreciated you don't have to leave a comment uh but it does help us get noticed more so it is greatly appreciated and i like to read them they make me feel good yeah some of them are very funny <laughs> and punny I like punny jokes.
1: very punny. I do like that too.
0: <laughs> well, I guess' we'll, i I don't think I have anything else. Do you have anything else said?
1: No, nothing nothing to add at this moment.
0: <laughs> well, I guess we'll end here uh another shorter episode and um I I will give a hint actually. Because I'm super excited about this next case we're doing. Uh, That's the one I text you and ask, like, oh, is it okay if we cover this? Oh, yeah. So, I'm reading a little bit about it. And it's, like, super wild and, like, kind of fun. And it's a little different. So. It's definitely different. I think it's fun when we find, like, ones that are different than what we normally do. So, that's true. Hope, Hopefully you guys come check us out next week where we can cover that. Yes, and we'll be
1: back on Tuesdays now. Gang, yes, gang.
0: Every Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry for the delay <laughs> of our regular program, a scheduled program. <laughs> back uh, to the
1: Taco Tuesday.
0: Yeah, back to Taco <laughs> Tuesdays. <laughs> well, I guess we will talk to you folks next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>